Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. If you're just joining us, thank you for listening. And we would love for you to pass this along to someone else that might benefit from it, whether they are a husband, a father, or anyone you know who is in the workforce. And uh, we're talking about dysfunctional leadership. And if you want to hear this entire show in its entirety, you can go to Facebook, you can go to soundcloud.com, or you can go to uh, the podcast section in iTunes, and you can just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can hear all of our past shows. We, t- we put these shows on those places on Monday morning. So Monday morning, if you want to hear this entire show and it's, it's in, in, in its entirety, you can go there Monday morning. We also have a second podcast with Brad, podcast number 28. He talks about uh, compassionate leadership. Well, today we're talking about dysfunctional leadership. So, Brad, you talked about when we're in a dysfunctional leadership uh, in, in, a, in a situation where somebody is dysfunctional, it can have some health yeah. issues. Absolutely. Talk some more about that. Yeah, so I think one of the most important aspects of our work is that we have looked at the work health linkage and we're starting to uncover what are the implications between somebody's experience of work and, and how they experience their health. And we've uh, we've discovered a couple of things that people who work in a dysfunctional environment, that they lose sleep at night, man. They, they lay awake mm. in bed and they think about uh, they think about their work. They can't sleep. They have lower levels of well-being. They have trouble with physical function. They have mm. reported levels of uh, mental health. They experience manifested pain. They perceive their health to be worse than others. They're more likely to be clinically depressed. So th- I, think about just one of those for a minute, that uh, people who work in a dysfunctional environment, they feel more physical pain than other people. They, they report that their bodies hurt more. Man, that's, that's, a, inc- that's incredible. That's incredible to me that someone can have manifested physical pain in their body and perceive their health to be worse than their peers because they are in a a spiral of dysfunction. Wow. And I mean, and then if you you're not getting good night's sleep, you know, yeah. when, when I don't get a good night's sleep, I'm cranky. I'm I'm stinky. I don't have much to give in the tank, right? Like if you're not refueling at night, you don't have much to give in the tank, and the cumulative effect over that over time is. It's crazy. Okay, so how do we, uh, how, how, yeah, oh, let's say you mm-hmm. have this maybe major dysfunctional leader over you or just mildly sure. dysfunctional. How do you, how do you overcome that? Yeah, and we, <clears throat> when we wrote these series of articles, we heard from people across the country, literally, who wrote us emails and told us stories about, like, what do I do? All right, you, you've described my, my, my boss, you've described my lead, you've described my workplace. Tell me what to do. And so we, we went back to the research literature um, and we, uh, we came up with five things that we recommend people do. The first thing is to set some boundaries. Okay. Um, just because you're physically present doesn't, need, doesn't mean that you're emotionally present. So when you're at work, man, just you can set some boundaries. Set some boundaries. When you get home at work at night, don't check your phone. Turn your email off. Maybe mm. don't put your work email on your phone if, if you can do that. Um, if, you, if you can't, if, you're, if your leader is just absolutely overbearing, um, those leaders are, are pretty special leaders, right? Uh, and again, they're not the majority of the folks out there, but they do represent a population. My recommendation is that you set some healthy boundaries within your own life. And here's the reason you do that. Because once you set those boundaries for yourself, you re-empower yourself to begin to make decisions about your life. And that's what a dysfunctional leader steals. They steal the power that you have as a person to make decisions. Mm. And you need to reestablish that sense of power. That's awesome. The second is to choose which hill to take. This is something I struggle with at work. Man, I want to take every battle on, right? Hey, we're going to make a decision that's not in my favor. Man, I'm going to take that battle on. I'm going to take this battle on. 
as a person in the workplace, like you, you, you can't take all those, you can't take all those hills. It, you, you'll never survive running up all those hills. You'll die. You, absolutely. You, bec- you become depleted. And so choose the, look at your values, choose those values that are the most important to you. And when those values are called into question, man, take that hill. If somebody calls your dignity into question, take that hill. If somebody calls your name into question, take that hill. Somebody wants to tell you what the word of the holiday party, uh, who cares? Yeah. You know, like sometimes like things just aren't worth taking a battle for. Yes. But we are oftentimes conditioned to to strike out and, and to and to run up every hill that we, we can. And man, it's just not worth it. You know, the Bible says, um, don't answer a fool according to his folly. But yeah. the next verse says, answer a, cool, a fool according to his folly. Otherwise, he'll, you know, he's he'll think he's right. Yeah. And it takes the wisdom to know when to do that and when not to, what hill to fight for and uh, what else we need to do. So the, the third thing is to know your own personal trigger. So everybody has something that's, that sets them, uh, not sets them off, but creates a little bit of anxiety. You get a little hot under the collar, right? Mm. You need to know your own personal triggers. Uh, and, and I would suggest this, that we need to know those things at work and also at home. Mm. You know, when it, start, when it gets really loud and crazy and stressful at home, like maybe you need to just, in your mind, know that that's a trigger for you. And be willing to take 10 seconds to breathe, reposition your heart, come from a place of compassion and be present. It's hard to do that. So I'm telling, I'm saying something, I'm, I'm suggesting to, <laughs> to guys out there that I have, I struggle doing that, right? My wife, if she was here, would tell you like, he doesn't do that very well all the time, but it's really important to know your own personal triggers and everybody's is different. Yours is different from mine. Uh, it, it's, it's going to be different for every guy. Yes. The fourth is uh, to build support. Everybody needs a healthy uh, support group, um, and whether that's a uh, an in-home group or a small group, a, a church group that you connect with, if it's people that you go to lunch with, everybody needs time to vent, and that's a healthy thing to do, right? Now we can't take it we, we can't take it to the extreme. It's not about complaining and talking about woe is me, but everybody needs some some space to vent. The thing about dysfunctional leaders is that cr- they create a sense of personal isolation, and it's embarrassing. And embarrassment for men is dangerous, mm-hmm. very, very dangerous. And so if we find, if we have guys that we trust and we can talk about this stuff with, and we can just get it out on the table, like, Hey, like this, this crazy thing happened to me at work the other day. Let me, can I talk to you guys about it? And you guys say, all right, well, I'm, let's, let's pray for you. Let's, how can you apply grace to that? And then move on with your life. That's a really good outlet for that. Yeah, and we've talked on this show numerous times how we as men need other oh. godly men around us so that we can be strong, so you, that we can yes. we can be overcomers. And you know what? It's easy for me to say I don't. I don't need other guys. Yeah. I can do this. I'm strong. That's a lie from the devil. That's right, man. It's an absolute lie. We need other men to fellowship with and to break bread with and to be with. Absolutely. It creates a sense of community. Yeah, no doubt about it. The but, last thing that we recommend is to find a healthy outlet. And that is, and we know that is a completely unremarkable recommendation, right? Like find, go to the gym, right? Eat, eat healthy. Um, but go take a walk. Go take a walk. Go, go do something for yourself, but find a healthy outlet. Um, because if you don't find a healthy outlet, this is what I'm going to tell you from our research, you will find an unhealthy outlet. You will find that truth. You will find that reprieve and that healing in the bottom of a bottle. Bro, there's, it's mm. not there. You'll find it in some kind of an outlet on a computer. You'll find it in some kind of an outlet with, with somebody down the hall that you're developing a relationship with. If you don't find a healthy outlet, 
you will find an unhealthy one. Give us a couple, a few more examples of healthy outlets. Yeah, so a healthy habit for us, some of the things that we recommend, go to the gym. You know, go to the gym and work out 30, 45 minutes, three times a week. Uh, try to eat healthy. When, uh, when I worked at a company in Miami, uh, we had a reduction in force one day and uh, everybody ate double cheeseburgers that day, right? I mean, and we, nobody ever ate double cheeseburgers, but we ate double cheeseburgers that day because it was a, it was a way to fill an emptiness yeah. that we all kind of felt there. So make a commitment to eat healthy. Uh, make a commitment to spend some prayer time and some family time every night. Instead of sitting around the TV, uh, eating your dinner, sit around the table. Be conscious about the kinds of questions that you ask your kids or that you ask your wife. You know, how was your day? What's going on? How can I help you? Oh, tell me more about that, right? Mm -hmm. We love to talk to our daughter, Madeline, about her day at school. Uh, not only to build the relationship with her, but also it helps us kind of understand. And, and that's a great, healthy outlet for us. I got a good friend who they, they love family games. Yeah. Just a family game night yeah. can, can be a great outlet. Yeah, we have, a, we have a family that we love to get together with and play family game night. And every, I mean, you've never heard laughing like that. <laughs> I mean, carrying on and craziness, right? And that's a healthy outlet. That's a healthy outlet. That's a healthy outlet. That's good. Chad, you got any thoughts on another healthy outlet? Well, I think the the best thing, like you said, was going to take a workout is uh, it just there's just your body responds to working out. It does things, endorphins and all yeah. those things. It just it, I tell my wife sometimes when I get home, she's a stay at home mom, and I say I say you need to go do something to get out what has been poured into you all day. Mm -hmm. If you don't have an outlet and it stays in, it bounces around here in your head and your heart. And it, you got to get it out, whether that's tension, whether well, no matter what that is, you know. So physically getting out, I think that's a great idea. So, so um, Brad, when you got a dysfunctional leader over you, and you've got this stuff, and you're trying to, you know, you're trying to build support and find these healthy outlets and know your triggers and all, all the five things you just mentioned, mm. and and then how how do we catch ourselves at home, not to be that, you know, how how I mean. I guess we use these five things, but how do we catch ourselves when we slip into dysfunctional leadership? Yeah. The, the first thing that I, I would say is that these things aren't easy. So I talk, I mean, we're talking about them like, oh, just know your triggers and go to the gym and eat, eat, uh, eat chicken. Quit, eat, quit eating hamburgers. Yeah, stop going, stop going to McDonald's, right? <laughs> like, man, that's hard to do sometimes because our body is telling us one thing. Our mind is telling us one thing, but we have to be disciplined enough to push the pause button. And I, I had, a, had a situation this morning, right? So at our house launches at 6.30 in the morning. So everybody's out the door by 6.30. Man, when it hits 6.31, I start to get a little anxious, <laughs> right? Like, well, we're going to be late. 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 And my, uh, Angie, Maddie, they got to get to school, right? Angie's a first grade teacher. Maddie's got to get to school, do her thing. So this morning, it hit 6.31, <laughs> right? And I start to get a little anxious. Like, oh, I, and I need to be in control. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's move this along. Why are you guys, why are you guys being so slow, right? I walked out to my truck, opened the door, and in my mind, I thought, I'm going to a radio show to talk about dysfunctional leadership, and this is exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm displaying these behaviors at home right now. I'm going to be talking about these things on the radio <laughs> in less than an hour, right? Oh, my tell goodness. You what, we're going to take a break, our final break, and come back with Brad Shuck, and we're going to talk a little bit more about being a dysfunctional leadership and maybe even how does this apply at home in regards to more about whether we are a dysfunctional leader at home or if we are under a dysfunctional leader, how we not take that home. So we're going to talk more about that here in the fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio.
Welcome back to our fourth and unfortunately our final segment. I had some great time talking with Brad Shuck. Uh, he's known right here as BS. <laughs> uh, having some fun with BS today. And <laughs> we're talking about dysfunctional leadership. And we want to thank our sponsors. They're not dysfunctional. They are very functional people and companies. Carol Rogers, Carpet One, and Ellen and Credit Union. And uh, we're going to finish up here with Brad. But remember, if you want to hear his past podcast about being a compassionate leader, it's podcast number 28 on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, and our Facebook page. That's the goal. Compassionate leadership, not dysfunctional leadership. But, but but this morning, you, at 631, yeah, and, 631. You st- and things are starting, the, the, the blood is just, the temperature is rising. Yeah. It's a little bit in you. Because I can see the traffic on 71 backing up right now in my head, right? <laughs> As every minute ticks by, that on, that exchange from the Gene Schneider 71 gets crazier and crazier. So here's what I have to do, man. I open up the door, and I think I, I have to shift my mind. And it required me to pause, to recenter myself, to give myself as a man a little bit of grace and say, okay, I'm not, I'm not perfect at this. This is hard. And to, re, to rethink about my morning and then respond to my wife and my daughter and their needs and to serve them at that time. Now, may, my wife may not have experienced it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that we're, sounded good in your gonna, head. We're going to bring her in later today. <laughs> that sounded, but, <laughs> sounded good. But that's what I did. And now, here's what, here's what I had to be very conscious about that. Because at, because at 631, it, it's, you're already beginning to be late. Yes. And and it's beginning to, like, uh-oh. It's crazy. It's gonna be, And I'm thinking about all the cascading impact. I'm catastrophizing the situation. <laughs> like, it, it'll be fine, right? Like, everything's going to be just fine. But I had to pause. And I think that's what we have to do. Do as men, even at work, at home, uh, in our relationships, like it calls, we have to take time to pause, extend grace where we can, and that means to ourselves as well, right? And then to to rethink about, all right, I'm going to be present here in the morning. I'm going to I'm going to be present right here in the morning, and I'm going to serve my wife and my daughter, and I'm going to kiss them, and I'm going to hug them, and I'm going to tell them I love them. We do not leave the garage any morning without kisses, hugs, and I love you. Amen. Ever, ever. No. I never want my wife or my daughter to ever think for a split second that even though daddy had a tough morning or he had a tough night or he had a tough day at work, that that impacts our relationship and the love that I have for them ever. I never want them to second guess that. That's powerful. That's the most important thing I can do. Um, you, you are, you're giving them what you talked about in, in the first segment just about compassion, yeah. you're giving them dignity. Mm. You're honoring them. Mm. And, uh, so, so, yeah. If you had this horrible, cruddy day, yeah. uh, maybe maybe your leader isn't isn't the most. Uh, you know, he's not horribly, or she's not horribly dysfunctional. But it's been pretty intense, and there's been some dysfunction. You you come home, you got to center. I love that. I love that word. You got to center yourself, and you you've got to pause. I love what Vance Havner used to say mm. because we, I think we need to regularly do this. We have to come apart. Yes. To pull ourselves before we come apart. Yes. Yes, and absolutely. so, so we come home. How do we catch ourselves, Brad, when we are being dysfunctional at home? So I love that we get to to bring this home because I, I think that's where the most the, the application of this is for most men, right? Because when we we spend a ton of time at work, but I think we might all agree that the most important things in our life they they're at home. They're our it's our family. Yes, it's our wife, it's our kids, it's our moms, it's our dads, it's the people, it's our neighbors that need us to be there for them. Yes. And so when we talk about compassion, things like dignity, well, the opposite of dignity is humiliation. The opposite of presence is being distracted. 
The opposite of accountability is avoidance. The opposite of empathy is being detached. So if we're not if we're not treating people with dignity, maybe maybe we're detached for the moment. Maybe maybe we uh, we use humiliation as a way to cope for that. So how do we do that, man? We have got to give ourselves time to recenter, to pause, to think, and then reconfigure how we're responding to the outside environment. That is so, so important that we give our chance, our, ourselves a chance to do that. How I do that, I man, I pray. I pray because I can't do it. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It, I can't, I, I have long ago had to give up control of this because if I try to do it, man, I'm going to mess it up because it's hard and I'm not perfect. I'm just not. I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get it right all the time. I'm going to be dysfunctional at home sometimes. I'm going to be rude and I don't mean to be, but I'm going to be. I'm going to withhold, maybe withhold information, right? And I don't mean to do that. Maybe it slips my mind. I'm not trying to do that intentionally. I'm not attempting to be, I don't think anybody wakes up every day and says, I hope I'm super dysfunctional today. No, that's nobody's goal. I hope I can be the biggest jerk. No, no. Yeah, nobody says that. But we slip into it. That's right. It creeps into our life a little bit. And so we have to take proactive steps to, it it really is a, it's a transformational pause because it reshifts everything in the rest of your day. You, you pause, you center yourself, mm. you pray. Mm. Describe that prayer. It's a humble prayer, brother. It's a, it's a broken prayer. It's a prayer of desperation. And sometimes um, that gift of desperation uh, is, it's an incredible and it's a transforming moment because it is in that, des- that desperation where we reach out and we realize we need some help. And it could be momentary help. I need I need help to get through this next five minutes of of bath time. I just need a little help. <laughs> I need like I just want to make it through dinner. I just can I make it through dinner? Chad's Chad's over here going. You're talking about bath time, and and he's got five <laughs> no boys. Hey, hey, bedtime for me is when the Holy Spirit whooshes out of my life. It feels like <laughs> yeah. Oh, getting these kids in bed. But I remember something Mike Bro said. Remember he had that. He told that story where he put a nail right in his doorway. When he'd mm-hmm. come in his garage, he'd get out of the car. He would reach down figuratively uh, and take out the sword that he's been f- wielding all day. And he would put it in his sheath and he would, or no, he would hang it on that nail. Hang it on the nail. It was his mental time. Turn mm-hmm. off what just happened. You're now going into a different world. Yeah. I think there's that time where I have to just stop before I go in. When I go in the, pull in the driveway, I sit there for try to at least five minutes and breathe hmm. and just com- get not tense before I go into what's going to be a tense situation <laughs> with a house full of people. Right. So in walking into something, something like that and, and not, not, not knowing what you're sometimes right. walking into, yeah. but needing to like, I know that my family depends on me. My family is depending on me Yes, to be a godly man, to lead our house in a godly way, to be the best man that I can possibly be for my wife and daughter. And, and that, man, they depend on me. And God expects that of me. And I need to put myself emotionally, spiritually, and sometimes physically in a position to be that person. And I get that wrong a lot. 
So, so when you walk in, after you've paused, you center mm-hmm. yourself, you've prayed, you walk into the door uh, to not be rude, to, to, to not be withdrawn, you embrace your family. I embrace my family. I, I kiss on my wife and I hug on her. And, I, and I hug, every day my daughter comes in, no matter what I'm doing, she runs to give me a hug. And I love that that's a norm behavior for her. That nice. she seeks me out in the house wherever I'm at, and she comes and she wraps her arms around me and she hugs her daddy. Mm. And you want to talk about that's a great pause moment, right? Like, <sighs> all right, my family's home, my tribe's home, my 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 pack is home. We're okay. Everybody's gonna be okay, and then we're gonna spend the rest of the night together. Physical touch has a is a powerful piece of of love and and breaking through any kind of that junk that we can bring in. Man, there have been times in, in my life where physical touch has brought me to tears because it was at the right, it was, God knew it was at the moment I needed it. And hugging my wife, hugging my daughter, loving on my family, man, those things are trans, we can't forget that stuff. How do you do it? You, you recenter on the things that matter the most, on the things that, that at the end of the day, like these people love you. And so I can't, I, look, I can't afford to bring the baggage home and unpack it. And sometimes there's tough weeks and there's tough months and sometimes there's tough years, right? At the end, mm. the people who go through that with me, man, that's my wife and daughter. It's mm. my mom and dad. Those people who unconditionally love me for who I am. And they accept the imperfections and they embrace the strengths. Wow. That's, that's, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Brad, um, I, I, it reminds me of Philippians chapter 2. What you, what you, if you had to summarize this whole thing, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. And really what you're talking about is that's the opposite of dysfunctional leadership. Mm. That's the power of compassionate leadership. And uh, Brad, it's been great to have you back. I love it when you come in here. Love your energy and love how God has made you and how God is using you in the University of Louisville and way beyond that to really point people ultimately to Jesus and to his great leadership. Would you, would you pray for our men? Absolutely. And uh, kind of the prayer that you pray, you know, as you uh, center back and back, go back into the house and into the home and your family. Pray for our guys. Dearly Father, God, we, we come to you um, humbled in your presence and uh, complete awe and marvel of your wonder and your love, your unconditional love of us. God, as men, uh, who come uh, into a home sometimes or come into a workplace and we've had tough days and, and tough weeks. God, that you give us the grace that we need mm. to be there for our wives and for our kids and for our families, for our neighbors and community, the people that depend on us. Heavenly Father, we ask for your presence in this moment. Mm-hmm. Just God, that we know your grace. Not just that we uh, <laughs> that it's in our heart, but God, that we physically feel that grace, that lift from our shoulders, that God, that you will take that burden and transform us into the men that you call us to be strong, godly men who know the truth of your word. Heavenly Father, God, we, we pray for the men who are struggling today, mm-hmm. um, that they find grace and most importantly, God, that they find peace. Um, in you and rest and healing. Mm. God, it's in your name we pray. Amen. Mm. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Thanks, Thank you, Brad. Brad, for coming in. And again, if you want to hear this show in its entirety, you just caught the end of it, go to Facebook, go to SoundCloud.com, go to iTunes uh, podcast section, and just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you'll see that all of our past shows coming up. Brad was on episode number 28 
with compassionate leadership that was worth your listening as well. So, hey, we thank you for listening. And uh, we're only as, as good as our listeners. And we got some great listeners. And we thank you for listening. We ask that you would please pass this along to someone. If you see the post on Facebook, pass it along to somebody who needs to hear it. You know they've got a rough boss or maybe they've had a rough go at it at work. So thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio. With every step I-